This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BS can bring your space to life. Want rapid immune support? Find Go Healthy Go Vertifins at Chemist Warehouse, now $16.99. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Kempe for breakfast on SCNZ Wednesday, the 6th of July. Wherever you are in the country, hope you're having a good morning so far. Getting up and about, you've probably been in the gym. Probably on your way to work. Welcome in. Big show for you today. It's just Izzy and Kempe today on the show. Louis home. He's a little bit crooked today. We hope he's have, uh, doing well. We miss him here, but uh, you know, have a have a have a good rest, mate. You've been working extremely hard, we must say. So, have a good day. But Kempe, you're in the driver's seat, and I've got to say, Kempe, please <laughs> do not be a tattoo and start touching all those buttons, okay? <laughs> oh, mate, it's like it's like being in the cockpit of an airplane, mate. Oh, I just can't wait. I'm, I, you know. I am a tattoo. <laughs> when I was at school, I was terrible. You know, always drawing. I actually got the cane for scribbling my pen too loud. The teacher, you know, when you're when you're at school and you're you're doing the old scribbling on the paper. And I remember the, what's his name, Mister. Oh, I can't even remember his name. <laughs> anyway, he says, "Stop doing that." And the kids started laughing in the class. I was in fourth form. The kids started laughing. You know what happens when someone laughs at a Māori boy? It makes them worse. So, yeah. So he said, stop that, please. And I just started, I was like, 
Oh, though they're laughing at me, and I started scribbling louder and louder. And anyway, by the end of it, I got, he took me out and gave me a, give me the cane for scribbling a pen on a piece of paper. But oh. um, mate, I'm like that. I'm 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 holding my hands together because the buttons are just like I want to touch them. <laughs> oh, I wonder what that does. I wonder what that is. Yeah, so yeah, apologies yeah. now if we get a random track playing through the middle of our show. No, I keep my hand, I keep my hands in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> that, that might be DJ Kempi. It might be DJ Kempi. Oh, is there music on here too? Yeah, there's everything on those buttons. Yeah, Joe's, Joe's, Joe's waving his hands frantically frantically at me. Don't touch anything, <laughs> Kempi. Well, Joe, Joe's going to be working overtime today. We look forward to seeing if he can hold the fort down. Have a good day, Joey. Have a good day, Joey Bell. Anyway, Kempi, big show today. Uh, big Seen a packed out Mount Smart. Two weeks running. No doubt would have excited some young aspiring league players around the country. Rebecca Russell is Auckland Rugby CEO, and she will join us just after 7 o'clock because we want to talk to her about Pathways, something that you're very, very passionate about. Uh, no doubt, so we'll have a chat to her after 7 o'clock. And Wednesday fill-ups are fast becoming a thing on the show, except today, Louis is away. Good thing or bad thing? No. Will it save us a buck or two? Probably not, because <laughs> I've already had a multi. <laughs> anyway, but Sam Whitley is uh, a top jockey in New Zealand. He is racing today at Cambridge in the synthetic, and uh, hopefully he'll lead us into a couple as well. And Kempe, I want to ask you throughout the morning, if you've got a couple going forward, or maybe Al Sherrick, the shike Sherrick. Shake Sherrock. Shake Sherrock. Shake Sharrock. Al Shake Sharrock. I love Al it. Shake, Al Shake Sharrock is going to be more coming up, mate, because that was an awesome weekend to be able to get on. And anyway, after 8 o'clock, we're going to talk to Colin Mansbridge, Crusaders Rugby CEO. We're going to talk to him about the new stadium. Yesterday was the last day to vote for a for or against for the stadium here in Christchurch, the covered stadium. We're going to chat to Colin Mansbridge to see where he thinks it's at, where he thinks the... The public are, are, are heading and um, just talk about the you know, necessities of this stadium down in Christchurch and while you know, the Cantabs and, and the rest of New Zealand really need it. So uh, stay tuned for that. And then to end the show, we're going to have a bit of a laugh with you, Kempi. Going to have a bit of a laugh at 8.40ish. <laughs> so make sure you stay tuned and, and catch that one. It's the first time. Oh, I'm looking forward to it because I've read a few of the things in the docs and documents and um, it's quite funny. It's quite funny. But before we get to you, Kempi, it's time for this. Can't wait question of the day. Ah, our can't wait question of the day. Give us a text, double eight, double three, or even better, give us a call. Kempi and myself, I'd love to hear hear from you on the Kenatai phone line. 0800 But the can't wait question of the day, Kempi, should the Warriors stop going offshore for talent both on the playing field and coaching side of things? Should the Warriors stay home in our own backyard and look for talent and stop going offshore? Thoughts? Oh, 100%. I think that has to be the aspiration, doesn't it? You know, like the horizon that the Warriors look at in the future. Um, Izzy, I don't don't know about you, mate. I wake up at 4 o'clock this morning and uh, my phone just started beeping about this Reese Walsh having signed for the Broncos, Andrew Webster 
um, the Penrith second grade coach, having signed as coach, had been here before in 2015, if you remember, as an assistant to Andrew yeah. McFadden. So he's no stranger to the Warriors, but is he any better than what we have already? That's the question that you're asking. And why do we continue to leave uh, losing players um, who have signed for the club, whether they're juniors or not? Because there's also mm-hmm. talk that Chance Nicol Coxstad's coming back when he was re- he shouldn't have been released in the first place because he's such a, such a good talent. So my answer to your question, which is a great one today, and love to hear from everybody and what you're thinking, is they need to become a development club and start mm-hmm. to develop within so that you've got the players that, are, that can build the club from New Zealand as well as coaches that can coach our kids growing up but also have a, have a pathway through into where Stacey Jones sits at the moment. That just isn't occurring. That's the problem. Mm. You're on the money, mate, because for me, and we're going to chat to Rebecca Russell after seven, and she'll be a perfect uh, person to be able to chat to about the pathways and you know the ideas that the ARL are looking for to maybe potentially to retain the pathways. What does that look like to you know give these young players? But for me, mate, like at the moment, we're going offshore and we're bringing these players here. And I remember when I went overseas. You know, when I went overseas, uh, it's not home. It's not home. So obviously these players are Kiwis, but their homes are in Australia, and that's their home. So this, when they come to Auckland, when they come to New Zealand, this doesn't feel like home for them, and we need to pick t- players from New Zealand so when they are playing in Auckland, when they're playing around the country and they're representing the Warriors, it feels like home because right now it doesn't. And that, you know, Reese Walsh, that's, you know, Cameron George has come out plenty, plenty and said that Reese Walsh is going to be at the Warriors next year. Now, if, if the, the articles are right and they've gone out and, and signed Chance Nicole Clockstead, is that just a, a, a way just to cover the blows that's going to come from this? Because he's come out and he's, he's said it constantly. Well, it's that, spin. That race, mm, you know, it's you know? spin. It's, that's, that's what it is. It, and it's trying to pull the wool over, over people's eyes that are a lot smarter in the public domain, I think you know, I've talked about that a number of times. Like our listeners, for instance, mm. come up with some really good um, comment and, and opinion in and around lots of things, whether it be the Warriors, the All Blacks, the netball, whatever. But and I think what I'm trying to say is you need to respect the 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 the, the brand, which is the fan, and and stop the spin. Like if mm. he's going, he's going, and tell everyone he's going. Like. You whip de do, you know what I mean? At least be upfront about it and then start to build. But, you know, there's such this, I, I, I think, this um, inability to, to understand the media from within organisations such as, I'm not just bl- talking about the Warriors, I think a lot of sporting organisations are yeah. struggling with it, um, that they think that they have to tell porkies to, to, to keep the, the media train in, in line. And it lo- actually, actually looks like the media is a lot smarter than them. That's you know that's that's what happens because you ask questions they say blatant to your face no and then the next minute it happens and that's the problem it's just purely spin so yes. I think what you're, you're you've hit the nail on the head around development in New Zealand like we <clears throat> we will continue to lose players but my question is who else is going to go mm. yeah these you know you tell me once it's okay but you tell me twice three times then the coincidence is gone and it's actually reality and yeah. at the moment we've lost you and Aiken Matt Lodge. And, and Reese Walsh, who else is going? That's that's the question. And you're right about the uh, the home, is he? If you remember last week, one of the players said, "I walked into the change rooms and I've heard all about it, and it was mm. great seeing the history on the wall." 
no, that's not coming home. Mm. You know what yeah. I mean? Coming home is, man, I just couldn't wait to get into my locker. Yeah. And, and, and run my toes through the ground, you know, on the grass and, and, you know, go down and get a hamburger or whatever. I'm home. Mm. So, mate, this, it is an issue. The DNA needs to be seriously, seriously reset. And that big part of that DNA is development and recruitment. I'll, and I'll talk bit, about it again. Recruitment is the issue. Yeah, stay, stay, stay tuned for off the back fence with Ken Pete because no doubt he'll be uh, bringing something passionate as always. Give us a text on double eight double three. Can't wait. Question: Should the Warriors stop going offshore for talent, both on the playing field and coaching side of things? We've got Richie on the Kennard's Higher phone line. He's given us a call. 0800-150-811. Morning, Richie. Morning, Mitch. How are we today? Morning, Richie. Very good, mate. Thoughts? What do you reckon? <clears throat> mate, I think I think we need to we we have to stop looking off, offshore. But I think we've also got to start looking over in the islands, mate. There's, yeah, that a lot of those island families or ha- islanders will have families over over here. And mate, if we can bring if we can bring them back and hey, give them a good education and and start giving them a way to move up within the league, I think we're going to be good. The other, other thing I wanted to say is if, if we're going to start looking at bringing Aussie players over and and they want to leave, there needs to be a clause in the contract saying, hey, if you're going to leave halfway through a season, you don't play for the rest of the season. And that, that's it. And, I, I th- you know, like if, if, if it is all true that Reese Walsh is going, it, and that, you know, he, he said that he's not leaving, there has to be a culture problem. And, mm. and you know, when you guys spoke to Ken Smith about the homecoming and and all that, yep, he he looked, you know, he sounded that he was uh, he was tired and he was over it, but there, there has to be there's something going on inside that club with the culture, um, and it has to change. And you know, I think, you know, as hate, as much as I hate to say it, I think we do need a new CEO who can stand up to um, Robson. Yeah, well, that's a that's the question. Is like who comes under pressure, eh, Richie? You know, that's a really good. Um, an analogy of what's going on, and and the other part about that too, what do you what do you think about the NRL actually? Who who the Warriors are saying like support the Warriors in the homecoming? What about asking the the NRL to support the contracts and say, well, it's okay coming home, but we need players. I want you to actually stop this this interchanging of contracts when they're already signed, and so you have to play your time out with the Warriors. What do you think of that? Oh, I totally agree. I think, and I don't think it's just the Warriors who struggle with that. You know, look how many. I think this is the worst season for mid mid year um, immediate releases to go and play for other clubs, and it it has, it has to stop. And, it, and mm-hmm. you shouldn't be allowed to recruit until three weeks after the grand final, um, and, and start talking to other players. So, I, I, I think that the NRL needs a big it needs a big makeover. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you don't you don't see this happening in the, the Super Rugby. And that, um, and if people play, do swap in Super Rugby, it's not till end of year. I think the NRL needs to look at how Super Rugby are running and and that with their contracts. And it's, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't I don't think Reese Walsh is going to be the last one to leave this year. But, um, yeah, unfortunately, I think I think we need to hear about maybe two more, maybe three more. No, Richie, I think you're on the money. That'll probably be the only thing that the NRL follow the Super Rugby in is. Obviously, no mid-year trading because we've, we've spoken about it all year. It's not a good look when people are looking for contracts elsewhere. They're trying to win a premiership, and you know your mates trying to go somewhere else for, for bigger money, mate. We appreciate your call on the Kennard's High phone line. 
Uh, Richie, thank you very much. Have a, have a lovely day. We might hear from you a bit later on in the show. We're going to go to Richard from Te Awamutu about the Warriors. Morning, Richard. Oh, hang on, boys. I think I'm losing you. Are, are you there, Rich? Are you there? Yep, yep. We're here, Richard. How are you, bud? Yeah, sorry, mate. I'm just moving down the road. I lost you in a bit there. No, no worries. No worries. Thanks for calling us, mate. We appreciate it. Uh, the Warriors, what are your thoughts on, on yeah, what's mate. unfolding as of late? Look, first I'll start with the positive. How good was the game the other day? Awesome. I went to the game yeah. and it was amazing. Mm. Like, best game too. So, yeah, look, um, how about we... Uh, I'm thinking about Reese Walsh, and you're right, uh, Kempe, with the contract thing. Maybe we... Um, I think the NRL should introduce a contract or an interchange window. That might help the solution. Yeah, Richie, look, I think the NRL and Peter Volandis really needs to revisit the contract um, and the, the negotiation of contracts and, and how that happens. I actually think they should introduce a draft. That's, that's yeah. my, my belief. I think they should introduce a draft underneath it and, and also mid-season. So if you've got players, you know, you know we're, we're talking mid-season right now in the middle of origin, and they're talking about Reese Walsh leaving and Nicol Colsey coming here. Like, have a window where players can actually step up and you can trade players between clubs. What are your thoughts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make it like the NFL, like, because it, it adds a bit of theatre to it. So then when you have, like, mm. down periods, like bye weekend, there's four games. You have this interchange window in the middle of the year, and it's some, some content for people to look at. Um, but in mm. regards to the main question for Kiwis, like, yeah, I do think we need to look at a bit of Kiwis. Our best teams were full of Kiwis and development players that have come through. But I think part of the development pathways needs to be our coaches as well. Like, we need to grow Kiwi coaches and grow them up through those grades, through SG Ball, um, into Queensland Cup, into NRL, because we're just trying to pluck coaches and throw them into the NRL. Like, we've had um, young players like Pompey and Rocco Berry who haven't had any time in their Kiwi players, but they've been thrown to the wolves by starting in the NRL. Like... So it's hard. They really need some time to develop. Yeah, great. Look, that's you've hit, you've hit the nail on the head, Richie. Okay, what happens? The, this is what happens. While we've got such a good um, Kiwi team at the moment, and I think Benji Marshall's running off the back of my comments here at SENZ when he says it's probably the best Kiwi team we've picked ever. Uh, he's he's on the money, and the reason that is is because a lot of those players have come out of other clubs and they've been coached right. Okay, so if you have a look at this this team. There was no, there were no Warriors players in there except um, Dallin, who was carried as 18th man. So every other player had come out of the, out of the out of the NRL and out of another system and structure, and that's also about coaching. And we don't have those coaches here. What that says about New Zealand is that we don't have the coaches, we don't have the development mm. tools here as they do in Australia. And that's what I was trying to ask Andrew Abdu on the weekend. What are you doing for New Zealand to have that same structure? Yeah, mate, that's, that's right on the money. We appreciate your call, Richard, from Te Aumutu, mate, and uh, well done going to the game on Sunday and, and bringing the passion. Like, in all honesty, it's great to have the Warriors home, but he he's, he nailed the, the comments there, Kempe, and I was going to talk to you about that before, about, yes, it's all, all great things. We can bring a coach in from New Zealand, but it's like everything. We don't want to, you know, set them up to fail. You know, Stace is taking over the, the helm right now, and uh, we know how important he is, but is there any other coaches down beneath the grades in the pathways that's that's ready to take over the job? Well, yeah. you know, you, you you make a really good point, Izzy, and, and the answer, there isn't a lot, but mm. there are good coaches underneath the structure. You know what I mean? And 
one of the things that you get into when you get into the NRL is you put your blinkers on, you become an expert. So your CEO becomes an expert, your owner becomes an expert, your coaching staff, they filter that conversation through to your owner and CEO and say that there's no one else underneath. Well, mate, yeah. I can name half a dozen off the top of my head. I'm one of them. So is Blue, Blue McLennan, so is Frank Endicott, so is Graham Lowe, so is Mark Graham. And then you've got Stephen Kearney, David Kidwell. Mate, Okay, there's there's seven there's seven just named off the top of my head. We're even talking about Richie Blackmore, to, yeah. who's doing that at the moment, and then it goes on and on and on. The problem that you have is that they're just never given a chance because they don't mm. fit the the blinkered look. And we've got to mm. stop that, and we've got to start promoting within. We've got to promote our own people. We've got to stop thinking Australians are best. The green and gold, that's gone. If you mm. didn't listen to Full Gold this week and come out and say you got rocks in your head if you think that the Kiwis aren't aren't going to be close to winning the World Cup. Mate, we've got the best players, and we've and the reason that, that we get there is because they come out of systems that are being coached really well. We just have to start that. We have to get a system right. Mm, beautiful, beautiful, Kempi. I'll, I'll ask you a couple of questions about, obviously, those uh, names you just rattled off, but, mate, are they keen? Is anyone out there keen and, and keen to take that? Hold that, hold that thought. I know you're about to fire through and have a wee crack. We're going to go away. I'll read a couple of texts and we'll come back and you can wrap in, all right, Kempi? Good morning, boys. The problem is you need the club to be something their players want to aspire to, like the AB. So it needs to start at the top, encourage the young boys to want to stay, and that is from Dave Karaka. And we've had many calls talking about the environment. Needs to be enticing and professional and, and encourage these players to perform at the highest level. Great start to the show. Keep it coming through on the Temper Bedpost text machine, double eight double three. Or even better, give us a call anytime. 0800-150-811. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Thanks to the Kempe's Warehouse. Great savings every day. Stop paying too much. Get 10% off the Nivea deodorant range at Chemist Warehouse. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. That's right, we're coming up to 6.30. We'll hear from Aroha and a little update from what's going on around the world. Crazy, crazy world out there at the moment. Stay safe. Uh, we'll have a good start to the show, talking all things Warriors. Going to read a few text messages here, Kempi, on the Temper Bedpost text machine. I've been saying this for years. We need Kiwis in the, our t- in the team. Our best team, 0-2 and 11. 2011, we were mainly local players with a couple of imports. The only problem with going to the Pacific Islands for talent is that we scout them, turn them into NRL players, and then they play state of origin. We're investing too much money into nothing. And that is from Jimmy. That is from Jimmy. Jimmy We're knows. Jimmy knows too a bit. much money into nothing, MP. Yeah. Are you, is it serious? Are we serious that the state of O is, is coming to this? Coming to, we're coming to this situation now where state of O was the state of O. Everyone loves state of origin now, but we're starting to get you know, pretty even. International starting to make a bit of gain and get gain a bit of traction now. Yeah, look. Izzy, I did a I did a, um, a a call with Sydney last week in the SEN, and mm. uh, I basically said to them that the origin is dead um, in yep. twenty years' time if they don't change it and turn it to the uh, country of origin, they're going to lose all their players. And then Brian Tall will come out and said he's going to play for Samoa, not Australia, at the end of the year. Mate, it has gone nuts in Australia at the moment. They're all saying eligibility. If you play Origin, you play for Aussie. And of mm. course, what's happening is the Pacific fill most of that team. There's, I think it's 47% of the, the Origin teams are Pacifica. So, yeah, it is happening. It's happening right in front of your nose and under your nose. 
and they're just waking up to it. So we'll see changes in that space, trust me. Mm, watch the space, watch the space. Maybe even watch this space. Morning team, how about introducing transfer fees like in football or some sort of draft system? Mate, you heard Richard from Tiao Murder talking about the draft, and, and you've talked about it, Kempi. It's not a bad gig. Eh? I thought about that with Super Rugby. Chucking some, it's, it's a business. It's entertainment. You think of the NFL and the NBA, mate. You, you go and, and, and you watch it on telly because you want to see these players. You want to see them running a combine. You want to see them doing a fitness test in the gym and seeing how much they squat and how much they bench press and how quick they are over the 10. That is the exciting stuff that that sports fans want to know. And in New Zealand, we just don't get it. No, no, hundred percent. And you don't have to run it exactly like the NFL or the NBA. Mm. Like, like tailor it and innovate it to to what actually works for us here in rugby or rugby league. So, um, you're, we're on something. So, someone must be listening, is he? Sure. <laughs> I, I know Sky TV. I know Sky TV tried to do it a couple of years ago. Kempi, we tried to get into to the NR Super Rugby franchise and, and and run a competition and see who the fastest, who the strongest, all that kind of uh, top stop type of things. But it got shut down. Typical. Got shut down by New Zealand Rugby Players and New Zealand Rugby Union and uh, never really eventuated. So there you go. There's always a hurdle for something. Anyway, let's head off to uh, hear from Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Thank you, Aroha, for the news. 34 minutes past six here. Louis is away, so uh, it's me, Kieran, here, jumping in. Give us a little bit of love racing, as Louis would. So loveracing.nz, your home for everything thoroughbred racing. Boys, racing at Cambridge Synthetic today. Obviously, we've got Sammy Weatherly coming up at about 7.40 this morning, and uh, he's got a few champions. So Louis has actually sent me through... Three little runners to have just have a little look at. I'm not saying have a dabble, I'm just saying have a look at. Uh, two Sammy Weatherleys and one from Nabba. And we all know Nabba's, uh, he's just been on Ooh. fire, hasn't he? Uh, we'll start it off in race two. We'll go with Nabba, far and away. Race two, Cambridge Synthetic. Michael McNabb riding with Ramsey and Richie as the trainers. Boys, now let's get into Sam Weatherly. Obviously, we know he's a champion. And uh, he's got two... Pretty, pretty decent, and I'm not really a racing guy, but I've had a look at these two. I'm kind of liking them. Good each way all day, I'd say. Okay. Capistrano Rocks, race three, Darren Weatherly trained. I'd say that's probably my favourite out of these two. Brilliant Colour is the second one in race four. Obviously, again, jockeyed by Sam Weatherly. Martin De Cruz is the trainer here, boys. So uh, I'm looking forward to a good little day at, uh, at Cambridge Raceway. Izzy, have you, uh, have you had a look over the fields at all? Of course I have, there, my Sorry, friend. that was a silly question. Of silly question. I'm I here every have. day. <laughs> I've, um, yeah, I had a wee look yesterday, and you are right, far and away, for a place, it's paying about $2, so not, not bad money over in Cambridge. And Capistrano Rocks, uh, we placey, and, and actually race four. Race four, I've I've gone the McNabber, uh Sam Weatherly combination. You know, anything if Nabber's in the race, something's bound to happen. Something's bound to happen. So race four, I've actually gone for Red Vienna, Red Vienna, Tony Pike and Nabber on top. So uh, paying three dollars thirty. Uh, it's not bad. It's yeah, it's there or thereabouts. Synthetic hasn't really had a it's had a couple of runs for for two placings. 
So uh, if it's going to go well, go well on the synthetic. Uh, Kiz. Hello. Well done. Well done, mate. Thank you. Thank You're you, mate. I just thought, man, eh? Oh, well, you know, I've, I've worked with Louis <laughs> for so long, and obviously we have, have Joe in the studio, the uh, male-run producer as well. So I've sort of just been forced to learn a little bit. So mm. I just thought, you know what? I'll jump in here. I'll throw out some tips. I'll be the Louis for the day. All right? So I just thought I'd jump in there. Kempi, do you have much luck on the synthetic or...? Mate, yeah, I do, and I, I guess we had to we had to go to you, Kez, because Joe, Mister Chip, isn't running, and he's the only horse you ever back, which is a trotter. So, <laughs> yeah, I do have a bit of luck, and I've had a look at the field too, mate. I think there's a special today. Um, I actually do like Far and Away, but for a place, I think mm-hmm. that's good money at two bucks, and I think you you take number two in race six called Noble Win, that wins hand hands down. That's three dollars thirty uh, in a multi. So, ooh, Sam Spratt. Sam Spratt. Yep, right, and, I, uh, and I like Sam Spratt. I'd like yep. actually I'd like to get her on the league show. Actually, I'd like mm. to get her on the running at straight, which is on this afternoon um, at three pm on SENZ. So I'm going to give her a call actually and see if she wants to come on because I think rugby league and talking racing go hand in hand, um, mm. and I think she'd be fantastic to talk to um, through a rugby league hour. Beautiful, beautiful Kesa, beautiful Kempi. There you go, noble win. Far and away. Let us know if you've got any Louis tips. We know you out there like a little Wednesday fill-up. How good's a midweek little little dabble on the GGs? Nothing too outrageous, you know. Let's got a bit of disposable spot. from the weekend too, eh? Yeah, we do indeed. Keep, you know what, Kempi? I keep having nightmares. Keep having <laughs> nightmares. I'm just thinking... If only I chuck, just ask oh, me. Let it go. <laughs> let it, mate, I'm having the same thing. Let it go. <laughs> if only I just chuck, just ask me in there. Oh, we'd be fine. We'd be fine. Anyway, going to read a couple of text messages. Thanks for that, uh, Keza. A couple more on the, on the league. One more thing. Let's treat Walsh leaving as an opportunity. Tell the Broncos they can have him. If we get to Mighty Martin, yeah. let's be honest, where's TMM? To Mighty Martin going to play in the Broncos team. That is from Rich, and that'll be a fair shout. Oh, 100%. Fair shout to get to Mighty Martin coming back. But let's be honest, would he come back? They turned his back on him. He was over here recovering and, and getting his life sorted, and they didn't even see them. They didn't even see him in his own backyard. It took him back playing on the NRL Fox Sport to, for them to take notice. Yeah, no, they did see him. They just didn't want him. Mm. <sighs> Can't believe it. <laughs> Can't believe it. Anyway. Uh, we've got another one here. Oh, we got is that my mate Sam? Is that Sam from Napier? Is that Sam McGregor? Yeah, he's one of my best mates. From he's probably messaged me five times to get him online. Should get him on. Hey, McGregor, Fats, how are ya? Good morning, mate. How's it going? Yeah, good. Thank you, Sammy boy. How are you doing, mate? Mate, Kempe, the most passionate diehard Warriors fan ever. Sam McGregor from Hawks Bay. <laughs> Love it. What do you, what do you got, bud? Kempi, I just got a quick question for you, mate. I texted in yesterday, and, and you might have missed it. It was the end of the show, but I don't know. I just wonder, do you think that the that the NRL are doing enough to thank the Warriors for spending three years away from home? Like, I, I listened to that interview with Abdo, and it was a good interview, but I don't know. He kind of brushed it under the rug and said, oh, it's a bit hard to get games out in New Zealand um, next year. There's too many hurdles to jump through. You guys will get a few pre-season games. It's like, we don't want pre-season games, mate. You guys have got to thank the Warriors for what they did for keeping the, the competition alive. I watched NRL 360 on Monday night, which is, you know, the 
I mean, a lot of people watch that. You'd think the Warriors' homecoming would be top of the show, and it doesn't even get a mention. Uh, I just wonder mm. whether this is all going to be brushed under the carpet and everyone will forget about what the Warriors have done and, and we'll get nothing. Hey, Sam, thanks, thanks, mate. Thanks for calling back in. I did see a text yesterday. We just couldn't get to it. We had, honestly, the text machine blew up yesterday on a couple of questions that we asked. Uh, and you raise a really good point. I tried asking Andrew Abdo this on, sun, uh, on Sunday after the game about lip service. You know what I mean? What are you actually really doing in New Zealand, especially mm. around the game? And and you're dead right. I, the what people don't realise is that the NRL is a master franchise of 16 franchises, and New Zealand is only but one of those. And the other 15 have to have to play their part in it until they can get the rest of the other 15 franchises playing their part. I think a, a Facebook post saying, you know, well done, thanks a lot for saving the game and putting it up on your West Tigers or your North Queensland Cowboys <laughs> Facebook page isn't enough. Yeah. I think you actually have to go into New Zealand and you actually have to help the game because um, the state of the game in this country is severely on life support system is broken. And until yeah. Abdo and Volandis basically say to those 16 franchises, this is what we're doing for New Zealand because they've done this for us for the last three years to keep the game alive. Mate, you're right. It is just lip service. And it is being swept under the carpet. And I don't think it's fair. Beautiful. Sammy, I know you want to respond. But, hey, how about this, Sam? I know you're an intelligent bloke. Stay on for Quizzy Dag, eh? You want to have a crack? Want rapid immune support? Find Go Healthy Go Defense at Chemist Warehouse, now $16.99. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. On your radio, giving you the chance to head to the Gold Coast. Five questions for the win. Supercars on the line. 0800 150 811. You're mine. It's Quizzy Dag, give it a go. It's Quizzy Dag, now don't you choke. It's Quizzy Dag, who knows the most. It's Quizzy Dag, we're going to the go go. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I can only imagine my good friend Sam, who's up first, is laughing hearing that. Because this is his first time on the quiz. Sammy McGregor. Morning, brother. Morning. Morning. Here we go, bro. Five questions. Get them all right. You go on the draw to win a trip to the Gold Coast, to the V8 supercars over there. And you know what? Because I'm captain today and I'm the boss. $50 TAB bonus bet. The boys will find it in the back room if you win. Here we go. Let's go. Question number one. Who are the Black Caps' next opponents? Uh, Australia. Oh, close. Close. <laughs> close, Shammy. No, they're not playing Australia. Sorry, brother. 
We'll uh, get you back on Nick tomorrow morning, eh? Give us another call. Thanks very much, Sammy. Have a good day, brother. All right, we're going to go to John from Christchurch. Morning, John. G'day, how are you, mate? Very, very good. Thank you. Who are the Black Caps' next opponents? Ireland, Phil. Oh, shoulder. Ireland is correct. The shoulder. <laughs> Here we go. Question number two. Which NRL fullback will the Warriors supposedly replace Reese Walsh with? Give him a chance. Correct. Question number three. Who will Kai Kata France face at the end of the month? Title fight. You found to have some weird name. Uh, we have a uh, clue, Kempi. Ooh. Ooh, this is a really tough one, but it is in the word. Morena. Uh, yeah, um, I know who you mean, too, actually, but I know. I'm blank. Thanks, fellas. <laughs> oh, Have a good day, John. Appreciate your call, mate. Craig from Tauranga. Morning, Craig. Yeah. G'day. Um, yeah, I don't know. So go to the next one. I really don't know. Ooh. Okay. Sorry, Craig. Have a good day, mate. Mark. The guns, shoulders, muscles from Tauranga. Morning. <laughs> How are you, Biceps and all, mate. <laughs> he had it all going on. All of it. The <laughs> avatar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brandon, Brandon Moreno. Yes, Brandon Moreno. Well done. Question number four. Which sport will Amanda Landers Murphy compete at at the Commonwealth? Competing at the Commonwealth Games. Um. No, uh, no idea. Clue. If you drop butter bean from a crane onto a mouse, what would happen? <laughs> <laughs> that you can get crushed or squashed. Squashed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Oh. That's a great clue. <laughs> that's gold. Oh, that's gold. You lost me. You lost me. In question number five, which South's NBL team has scored the most points so far this season? Um, um, Tuatara. Good guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great guess. That's was a that great a guess? guess. Only the second entry, too. You beauty. Here you go. Second entry. And Mark, you get a $50 TAB bonus bet. Good to see a TAB, oh, too, good. mate. Have we dabbled? Got any tips for us? Uh, no, no, I don't actually at the moment. Um, I've got nothing today. No worries, bud. No worries. You can't can't have everything today, mate. We appreciate you calling in as always, brother. You have a cracking day, and uh, we'll chat to you tomorrow, no doubt, for sure. Well done. Mark from Tauranga, he's going to draw. Quizzy Dag winner. Kempi with probably the clue of the year, I reckon. <laughs> I was waiting for that one to I was waiting for that one to come. I've had that one up my sleeve for a while. I'm just waiting for a squash question to come up, so <laughs> As soon as I see it, I went, yeah, I'll get a chance to put that one out there. Oh, I love it. I love it. And it's great to see Amanda come back. She actually got encouraged from Joel King to come back and partner up at the Commonwealth Games. So uh, awesome, awesome work. We'll be back shortly. That was Quizzy Dag. Every winner of the Quizzy Dag goes in the draw to win a trip to the Epic Boost Mobile Gold Coast 500 experience, including flights and accommodation. Thanks to Willamette Travel. Back soon. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Yeah, we're coming up to 7 o'clock, and Aroha will give us uh, another wee update uh, what's going on around the world. But um, Quizzy Dag, 
Well done. Well done, Mark from Tauranga. He's won that, and he's gaining the draw, and he's also won a $50 TAB bonus bid voucher. We asked the question earlier on, our question of the day, should the Warriors stop going offshore for talent both on-field and coaching side of things? And talking pretty much about the pathways. Coming up, we're going to talk to Rebecca Russell. She is Auckland Rugby League CEO. We're going to chat to her uh, about the pathways and about the weekend's, um, you know, game at, at Mount Smart and what this has done for the country and, and the things that they have in place. So really looking forward to having a chat to Rebecca Russell shortly. Going to read this message on the Temper Bedpost text machine. Good morning, gentlemen. Unfortunately, it does not matter how good the team's coaching staff is if the owner's picking the team week in, week out and not letting the staff do their job. The team is going nowhere. That is uh, from Steve-O. Very, very passionate as always. And another one. Draft has already been a ruled uh, has already ruled a restraint of trade by the courts, Kempi. You know that? No, I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I do know a little bit about restraint of trade because I took the New Zealand Rugby League to court in 1989 and won that case when they try to keep me here in New Zealand. So, um, yeah, that's really interesting. That's why I say they mm. need to be innovative um, and try something different. You know, a draft. We're talking like a draft. Yeah. So there must be something out there. It makes sense. It makes sense because you think. With how much success they've had over in, in the NFL and, and and over in the basketball, why it's not done down here? Yeah, but that probably makes makes sense, you know, a restraint of trade by the courts. So there we go. Anyway, Rebecca Russell coming up shortly. Keep those messages coming through on double eight double three off the back feds with Tony Kemp at around seven twenty ish. Can't wait for that. Gonna go get a coffee about now. Is Aroha with the news for Kubota together? They're shaping and building New Zealand. Stop paying too much. Get 10% off the Nivea deodorant range at Chemist Warehouse. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SCNZ. Louis Herman White, he's away. He's a little bit crooked today. We hope he's doing okay this morning. No doubt. You're having a nice wee sleeping. Well earned too, mate. Well earned. Just having a little, little line. Hope you're not feeling too uh, groggy today, brother. You know what? Izzy and Kempe and a bit of Joe and Kez in the kitchen will be cooking up an absolute storm today. An absolute clinic. Anyway, what do you reckon, Kempe? Reese Walsh, did he really have COVID? <laughs> Mate, well, I tell you what, it's not sitting on the it's not sitting on the Goldie Beach, is it? 
sitting in a hotel room in wet, windy Auckland. Oh, must have been having second thoughts. That's all I can but say. You just can't believe anything. You just don't know what to believe. Well, so maybe this is all part I'll of Cameron George's plan. I'll, Hide him away. I'll don't s- give him an opportunity to come home. That's <laughs> Well, don't let him out. Yeah. <laughs> don't let him out. But I, say, I was saying that to the boys this morning. Mate, they're on a heater, those journalists in Aussie. You mm. know, they've got so many little nooks and crannies. They've got people hiding, hiding under to come up with stories like that. It's amazing. It is crazy, eh? It was crazy, that It is. And where they get these things from, and you're thinking, what? And then it happens, it eventuates. You're like, ooh, okay. Off the record. Did, yeah, off the record. Where do they get this? <laughs> anyway, anyway, we uh, we appreciate all the messages coming through on the temper bedpost text machine. Keep those coming through. We're going to talk a bit of league right now. I asked the question earlier on, should the Warriors stop going offshore for talent both on-field and coaching side of things. Um, and we're going to hear from our next guest who will be right amongst us, Rebecca Russell. I'll intro you, you throw to you, Uncle. Yep, with the return of the NRL to our shores, there's been renewed interest in the pathways and offer for all of our young Kiwis. Recently appointed Auckland Rugby League CEO Rebecca Russell joins the ARL hoping to grow and foster the game within the Auckland region and regain its identity as a leader within the sport. Rebecca is on the line now. Morena Bex. Morena, how are you? Yeah, I'm really good. How's the new job going? <laughs> oh, uh, loving it. Um, it's it's going great. Look, I started, uh, I think, two weeks before the season was due to start. So I've absolutely just come in and it is just full on. But um, but look, it's 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 amazing. Um, we're heading already into the final round of our Fox Memorial Premiership this weekend. So... Um, we're getting into the you know the really crunchy time of the season, which is which is pretty cool. Hey, Bex, what's been your biggest challenge since you've taken over that seat? I think the biggest challenge is probably the complexity of stakeholders. You know, I'm really conscious that for Auckland Rugby League to grow, um, you know, we have a really key role in how we grow rugby league across New Zealand. And there are just so many stakeholders that you need to kind of connect with and, and bring along for the ride. And I think that that's probably the complexity of that, but also knowing that we can't do this alone. Um, you know, it, we just have to be a lot more thoughtful about how we approach it. Well, Rebecca, we've got so much talent in the country, and we know that for a fact, but unearthing them has been our biggest challenge. The Pathways has been at the forefront of particularly our show's conversations every week. What what is yeah. the ARL and, and and your your crew doing to ensure that we give these younger kids uh, an opportunity so we can retain them in New Zealand and see them potentially playing for ARL or, or the Warriors? Yeah, I think that, like, this is such a topical conversation, and this is absolutely mm. what we are leaning into at, at ARL as well. Um, we know that we need to do a lot of work to strengthen our pathways and to really con- make that connection in with um, you know with with elite. Um, I think, you know, we've, we're sort of doing a number of things. I think there's a lot that we need to do in kind of our backyard. But I, mm. I know as well that um, in our discussions with NRL, they are absolutely committed to helping support that. They are just as committed to making sure that we do retain our talent here in New Zealand and that it's not moving to Australia too soon. Um, you know, even with some of the NRL clubs that we've met with over the last couple of weeks, um, they are right behind this. And yeah. I think, again, it's just about how we join those dots up, how we make sure that we're actually leading the conversation as opposed to kind of being led, led ourselves. A lot of these things take a lot of uh, a big budget and a lot of funding involved. Has the ARL, have they got a lot of backing from some 
so uh, financial um, industry, you know, companies that will, will, will back it? Uh, look, that is something as well that, um, you know, I'm kind of lifting up every every rock. Um, we yeah. absolutely do need investment. Um, I do think we do ha- we have a, a good sort of solid foundation of resource. Um, and again, if we can use these strategic partnerships in a you know really with with purpose and in a really um, thoughtful way, I think we can. Um, I think there's a lot that we can do together. And then there's probably you know a lot that we'll need to do um, you know seeking financial support. Hey Rebecca, you you retained fifty four percent of the playing um, participation within the Auckland region. Uh, how do you how do you get that message out to the public under, under the uh, current structure, which has the zones who have the voice at mm. the table, and the Auckland Rugby League has no say in the national game? Yeah, and look, I think it's um, you know it's well known. I think from an Auckland Rugby League perspective, that the zone structure hasn't worked for us, um, and I think that we've been you know you know definitely before my time, that's been you know a really hot topic of conversation. I do think we've kind of found a, an easy kind of middle ground. I think I don't think we've necessarily got constraints. I think um, we've got a good relationship with NZRL. They're absolutely listening. Um, and I think, you know, I think my role, a big part of my role is really connecting up NZRL, the Warriors um, and NRL and making sure that we're really aligned. Yeah, and that, and that's dead right, especially if you're owning more than half half of the game in the country. Exactly right. You know, yeah, um, and, and that leads to my next question. Can you build pathways in Auckland that rival New South Wales and Queensland Cups? 100%. Yeah, of course. Yeah, um, Look, I, I mean, I think we can, of course, um, but we're going we, we're gonna to need help and, um, you know, we're not going to be able to do it overnight. Um, but, you know, I think it's, it's definitely possible. Um, you know, if you think it's the, our size, um, I think we've got the scale to do it. Um, we just probably need a, a little bit more capability. Uh, what are some of the ideas that are going to be um, touted for the ARL to, to go forward, like some competitions um, that... that potential for these young kids can under 18s uh some national yep. comps uh are those some of the ideas that you're going to be uh throwing out there and putting on the on the field yeah absolutely um we 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 are doing a review of our programs at the moment um and all of those things are on the table from my perspective it's absolutely about how we can make rugby league much more accessible much more inclusive um, and you know really how we can uh, re- you know really create those those strong pathways. Um, I also think that um, you know there is definitely desire from the NRL clubs that we've engaged with so far. They have all asked you know this, in this post-COVID world they've all asked to get back to rep team touring and um, you know again all of those kind of things are going to really help to strengthen um, strengthen our game. How much emphasis are we are we putting on uh, the coaching group as well uh, at the moment? Because I know we've got the talent playing wise, but I, I feel like at the mm. moment the next crop of of professional or world class coaches are probably not like that. Mm. Are you putting a lot of emphasis on the the coaching group? Yeah, that's absolutely another you know area that's top of the list for us. Mm. Um, we had Brett Kamali over. Um, obviously, he was over for the Warriors game. He did a coaching clinic with some of our women's coaches and region of origin coaches on Saturday afternoon, and um, which was you know, really great that he gave up his time um, to do that with us. Um, but also, you know, we've we've heard the message loud and clear, um, particularly from NRL, that 
um, you know, we can't just rely on, you know, the physical nature of the game and the size of our players. We actually have to lean much more into developing skills. So our players need to be able to, you know, pass and tackle. They need to be able to wrestle. They need to be able to do all of those things that are going to, um, you know, more than just the physical size. So we've, I think we've had a little bit of a wake-up call in that space. Um, and again, we just, you know, pathways and coaching are probably two of the big focus areas for us. A little bit of a wake-up call. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep saying <laughs> yeah. it till the cows come home. Um, <laughs> hey, 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 Bex, the Warriors came home last week, and what a wonderful, what a wonderful day for rugby league in New Zealand—a sold-out crowd. What does that mean for Auckland? Oh, amazing! I mean, I was there at the game. People were emotional. Um, it was just a, an electrifying moment. Um, we have absolutely seen a resurgence in interest in, in playing league and just you know engaging with league. Um, I think this is huge. And you know, um, you, we just need to get behind the Warriors. We need to just leverage um, all of this, you know, this um, excitement and this you know, frenzy that's kind of been created as a result of that. Um, and yeah, absolutely, just support you know support the Warriors for the rest of the season. Hey, Bex, just one last question before I let you go. What would it mean to have your identity back? You know, being able to tour in the blue and white and and call yourself the Auckland Rugby League like they did uh, in the past, and have an equitable seat at the table in the national competition, given that you've got more than half uh, half the game sitting in your back door. What would that mean? Look, that that would mean a lot, and I think that that's a goal that we, are, um, you know, that we will go after. Um, I do think that there is certainly the um, openness for that conversation to be had, and I'm really keen to pursue that. Thanks a lot for joining us this morning, Bex, on the Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Uh, loved having that conversation with you. Great to see that you put your feet under the table and you're getting on with it and wish you all the best with the pathways and all the stuff, wonderful things that you're doing with Auckland and especially the clubs. And, uh, yeah, go out and go out and smash it. Have a good day. Thanks, TK. Talk soon. It's Rebecca Russell, new CEO of the Auckland uh, Rugby League, doing a fantastic mm. job too. As he come out of the corporate world, uh, a real courageous decision by the Auckland Rugby League to go away from a model that hasn't really taken the business or the clubs forward and hiring someone from out of a commercial background to really deliver on some key strat- strategic points going back. One of them is to get their identity back. And that mm. is you know, one of the really sad parts of the zone structure in New Zealand is that the Auckland Rugby League is the biggest district with 54% of the participants in the country on their back door and they don't have a seat at the national table nor do they get any of the funding which trickles back down into the Auckland Rugby League. It is an absolute um, must that needs to change. I can't believe like, You got me thinking, eh? The, the blue and white hoops running around. Oh, I can just picture like these big competitions running around just, uh, uh, you know, underneath the unions. You know, like, hate going back and refer- referencing um, rugby union, but, you know, you think about the Hawks player taking on the women's, and you need that. You need that. The underlying, the provincial unions, that's where it all starts, and it just got me going, mate. There's so much potential there. There's so much potential there to get it going. I just, yeah, it baffles me that it's not really something that's at the forefront of their, their minds, mate. It's, um, it's crazy. But Rebecca, mate, she's if anyone's going to get the job done, it'll be Rebecca Russell. She's touched on it. The pathways and the coaching is at the forefront of their minds. That is the top of the agenda. And uh, hopefully they can get it done. Funding is the biggest 
hurdle that most companies and, and, and industries face. So hopefully they can get the funding, NZ, uh, the NZRL can get on board, Greg Peters, and, and give them the chance and help them out. Yeah, 100%. I hope it, hope it all comes together and the districts gain their identity back because what that what's going on at the moment just isn't working. Great stuff, Izzy. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. couple of text messages on the on the Temper Bed Post text machine. Warriors need to appoint Baz McCullum. What a turnaround from the England <laughs> team. One win in 17 games to four from four. Unbelievable. That is from Tim. And, well, you're not wrong. I've been messaging that bugger all morning. This is what I said. Time to renegotiate, brother. <laughs> Fire emoji times three. <laughs> and he messaged back, bonus is a good daggy. <laughs> oh, of course. Oh, Another brood me. It's crazy, eh? Hey, hey, it's, it's amazing when you think of it. Just a mindset shift. A mindset shift. These English are coming out. You know, Ben Stokes is saying, look, for us, we just want to change the way test cricket is played. You know, you change that mindset from being defensive to being aggressive and, you know, just all guns blazing, just go out swinging for the rafters and they're getting the results, mate. Johnny Bairstow. I said to him, I was like, mate, what about Johnny Bairstow? Like, honestly, before this, before the last couple of weeks, before you went and got involved, he was hopeless. Hopeless. And he said, bro, just got to show the man some love. Just wants to, He just needs to be loved. Mm. And bang. Give him some love. Give him the confidence. And he goes out and hits three straight tons. Maybe even four, mate. Oh, clinic. Yeah, unbelievable. And, you know, it's it's a difference between talent, you know, and, and having the um, courage to believe in that talent and allow it to express itself. You know, I remember mm. my dad was a tough bugger. You know what I mean? Like he was, you know, he, he, was, he was a hard bugger. And he used to always tell me, you know, when I was fighting to keep my eyes open, you know, he used to say that takes a lot of courage, mate. Keep your eyes open. At least you can see where it's coming from. Mm. Um, and just have the courage to do that type thing. And, you know, what I like about the analogy with that is what I like about Baz McCullen is that he's gone into this team, yeah, which is arguably the biggest team in the world, the English cricket mm. team. And, the, the you know, we all know about the cucumber sandwiches and the tea in the grandstand type scenario with the, with the gentleman in England. Yeah. And he's had the courage to change things, to change mindsets, to get guys who who have seen him play to believe in his mindset, you know. And it's really interesting. As you get older, you can actually see courage. You can mm. see people that have that courage when they're making decisions, when they when there's when they're putting themselves right out there on the line to say, actually, I'm putting myself out. I'm actually having the courage to make this decision. Just follow me and believe in what you what you can achieve, mate. And that's what he's done. There's, I'm not surprised they've won four in a row, mate. I actually think yeah. they're going to go from strength to strength. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not surprised too, Kempi. I'm not surprised knowing Bears and being able to work with him for the last year or so, mate. Just, just, just a different character. Brings the best out of you. Demands excellence. But the best thing, the best thing is he knew Johnny Best though was a world beater. He knew, he knew that he had the goods. He just had to really figure out and and, and really tap into him deep, you know, mentally and get an understanding of what he's about, and that's what he's done. And that's what the best coaches do. They understand every individual player, and they figure out what they need and what are their strengths and what are their work on them and what are their weaknesses and turn those weaknesses into strengths, and that's what the best coaches do, and then, then they get the results. 
Mm. And Toddy that's pa- what Baz has, has, has done. Yeah, Toddy Payton and rugby league, mate. I'm like, if he mm. doesn't go down as NRL coach of the year, they they got rocks in their heads. You know what I mean? He's gone over there, and the first courageous decision he's made is to front Jason Tomalolo and tell him to pull his finger out. Mm. You know, and people are going, mate, you're talking to a million dollar player like that. He's going to leave the club, and he's basically gone. I don't care because if I don't get to him, I'm not going to get to anyone, and we're not going to succeed. Well, sitting third on the table, who would have picked that? Yeah, bang. You did right, you did right, Kempe. And you know what else is going to go bang? Tony Kemp off the back fence. Back shortly. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Off the back fence soon. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. This is the story that no one wanted to believe. Reese Walsh looks like he has signed a deal to play for the Broncos from next year. Winston Churchill once said, A lie gets halfway around the world before the truth has a chance to put its pants on. Well, the Warriors frantically trying to pull their pants up at the moment with the, this news first broke that Reese wasn't staying in New Zealand. They have now had to rip them off and are being spanked once again. To top off the spin, the faithful have been sold a line that a player they released is returning. Yes, it's hard to believe given the talent that Chance Nickel Cockstag was ever released from the Warriors in the first place. Yeah, mate, I can't believe it. And we can only wonder who it was that made that God-smackingly poor decision. Was it the same recruitment team strategy that has Reese Walsh leaving the club? Sitting alone in a hotel in the middle of a cold, wet Auckland winter with COVID may have sealed the deal. But the do- disappointment for Warriors fans is palpable. The half-truths in the spin are wearing thin. The Warriors faithful deserve some upfront honesty. Where's the credibility? Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Bang, bang, bang. Uncle goes bang. Do you know what? You know what? We'll say it every week. Someone goes away, plays for another club, becomes an absolute superstar of the game. You look at Chance Nickel Clockstead. He was like the standout for the Raiders for many, many years. He obviously got let go because... He never fulfilled his full potential. You know what's going to happen if Reese Walsh goes? He's a superstar. He'll be, pl- he'll be playing State of Origin. He'll be playing he'll be superstar. Absolute superstar representing Australia. He'll go over there and become a world beater for the Broncos because he's just stepped out of the, the Warriors environment. We talk about it. We've had a few messages coming on on the Temper Beer Post text machine about the environment, the culture. There's got to be something wrong. has to be. And when, when your CEO's coming out and saying... Reese Walsh will be playing for the Warriors in 2023 in New Zealand, and this is coming out now. How's Cam George thinking? Oh my God, that's what <laughs> I mean. Like, stop the spin. You know, you, you must, you must know. You, like, what I'm saying is, you must know. Like, people are asking the questions. Stop saying other things and and putting a spin on it. Like the timing, mm. the timing coming out after a homecoming, with the story to try and soften the blow. It's not going to work. Mm. You know, the problem the problem isn't going away. Players are leaving. My question is, who's next? Yeah. Does Adam Fanua Blake, after watching three blokes walk, say, well, actually, I might want to go back to Aussie and live? Mate, if that happens, now we've got no forward. Now we've got no <sighs> go forward. And I think the oh. I think a couple of the questions that our, our texters have raised, Izzy, mm. is like, to start developing from within. Mm. I know no, you, I... stop using COVID as an excuse because that doesn't stop. 
the Auckland Rugby League from having pathways. That doesn't yeah. stop the districts from creating meaningful pathways and playing and, and developing players within this country to filter them through into high-performance programs. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. COVID, COVID, the excuse for COVID finished about a year ago, I reckon. I'll finish, reckon it finished about a year ago. We can't, mate, we are going to lose some more players for sure. We're going to lose some more players and they're going to punish us. And uh, it's going to be, I'm predicting a tough old slog for the next couple of years for the Warriors if we don't start getting the pathways and our development right, particularly in the back room, the back room. Anyway, another message here for you, Kempe. Kempe, loving your five-star analysis and quoting Churchill. Tibbet, outstanding. Tim the teacher. Tim the Tim teacher. The teacher. Thank you, Tim. Has been a day one supporter of the show, and uh, he's an absolute champion. I love that one. Is a lie yeah. gets halfway around the world before the truth yeah. has a chance to put its pants on. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is. Where, where did you get your inner? Uh, oh, I've got Churchill I've, at. I've got an Eli. You know, have you ever, <laughs> have you ever watched that that program? Um, you know, with the White House. What's I forgot the name of it. What's that Book called? Of Eli and Eli, <laughs> Eli is the like the the brains behind it. Well, I'm not going to tell you who it is, but I've actually got an Eli that oh. is constantly just reminding me of things, and it's um yeah, it's working wonders, mate. That one, I said, what's this again? And it was here. It is a lie gets halfway around the world before the truth has a chance to put its pants on. <laughs> Man, you want to say that? Bring that. Imagine being in the in a media conference and saying that. Hang on, I just want to remind you that a lie only gets halfway around the world before you have to put your pants back on. <laughs> Well, maybe at the end of the week when uh, Cam George is expecting our phone call regarding the coaching role, because he said it last week at at our little function, so we'll get him on. Maybe you can reference that to him as well. Remember Walsh did his own press conference saying he was Def Stone? Well, that is from Chris. We'll have to get Reese Walsh on. Anyway, we're going to shoot off. We'll come back shortly. We're going to read a few more messages on the Temper Bed Post text machine, because, well, you've got it flying, Kempe. Let's head off to Aroha with the news for Kubota together. We are shaping and building New Zealand. Yes, Ian Kempe for breakfast, four minutes. Oh, 34 minutes actually, past seven. Thank you, Aroha, for the news. I'm back in to give you a few little headlines. Uh, But before we do that, how awesome was that, boys, just to catch up with uh, Rebecca Russell? She's doing some really awesome things for the ARL. She's obviously the CEO, and she talked to us about their pathways and development plans. So our players need to be able to, you know, pass and tackle. They need to be able to wrestle. They need to be able to do all of those things that are going to, um, you know, more than just the physical size. So, you know, pathways and coaching are probably two of the big focus areas for us. Mm, really promising stuff there from Rebecca, and I know uh, you'd be loving that one, especially, Kempi. We've been uh, talking about it for months and months, and it's just uh, something that needs to happen. So really awesome there. Crossing overseas, boys, with a Kiwi driver, Liam Lawson. He's one step closer to driving in Formula One. Now, he's got himself a seat as a Formula One reserve driver, but it hasn't come uh, in the way that you'd expect it to. Yuri Vips of Red Bull has been terminated uh, for going online, doing a stream of a video game and actually giving out a racial slur. So that's pretty much ended uh, his hopes of being a F1 driver. So Liam Lawson, big news for him, stepping up and uh, awesome to be following along with Liam Lawson as he carries together? on. Weren't they playing the game together? <laughs> I think I think they were as well. That's the thing. It's just like imagine imagine how awkward that would be. 
Now Liam, he's pretty much won the game, hasn't he? That's yeah, the bottom so line of that. Liam won the game. He talked them into it, and he's like, yes, this is a <laughs> <but> that. <laughs> he's just kept spawn killing him. They call it in, yeah, uh, Call yeah. of Duty. Hey boys, but for me, look, and we haven't had all that much time to talk about it today, but it was something that was just so special uh, and touched a lot of our hearts. A new agreement uh, between from the NZC, so and the six major associations, the men and the woman, the Black Caps and the White Ferns will now be getting paid the same for T20s and ODIs. So it's 4K per ODI, 2.5K per T20i. It was about time, wasn't it, boys? Beautiful, uh, Kez. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, so huge day for New Zealand cricket. Pay changes, pay equality. Uh, yesterday, men's and women's will receive the same match payments and the contracts, the base salary contracts will now be between 142K and 163k they're up from like 70k so they're pretty much doubled and um you know things are changing obviously the men's cricket side of things too you, you remember i think the max contract for car kane williamson was like 220 now it's between 300 and 500k so uh obviously getting some traction there but huge day for sport and, and not only that women's cricket leading the way and new zealand cricket leading the way with pay quality you expect uh, other industries like New Zealand rugby, you've got uh, football. You expect them to follow suit, Kimpy? Oh, parody. I, look, I do. I, I had a really mm. good think about that when when we were reading that yesterday. I had a really good think about it, I, and it just makes real sense if you're trying to grow the game. And mm. I'm not just talking about women's sport. I'm talking about commercially, um, for media rights, viewerships, all that sort of stuff. Having parity and pathways is a big way of making sure that that happens. So it encourages women uh, to, to feel like that equality and equity within their own sport is being um, received. And if you can achieve that, then the potential is massive. And we all know that. You know, you've got to think about in a male-dominated world that sport has been played by males, followed by males. We're just tip, we're just touching the tip of the iceberg with families and wives and women. Mm. You know what I mean? So I'm pretty sure that a lot of these decisions that have been made around the board table are about the potential growth of the sport across a number of commercial and pathway realities. Huge, man. That's huge uh, work from, from uh, New Zealand Cricket. And uh, mate, just making the step. And, and yesterday they had an awesome press conference with uh, male players and, and female players, a part of it, and they're all so inclusive and welcoming for this uh, new thing. And I was following a couple of the Black Ferns um, Instagrams on, on social media, and they were sharing it, and they're just hoping that New Zealand rugby have seen it and, and are going to make some changes. Obviously, new Silver Lake deals come to to the fold. There is a bit of money involved, cash injection. Um, you know, money that's got to last for a long time, but be interesting to see if they go. All Blacks, seven and a half K they get a week. Seven yeah. and a half K a week. Imagine the Black Ferns getting something like that. I don't know the Black Ferns, what they get uh, uh, selection fees, but yeah, but interesting to see if, if New Zealand rugby follows suit. Yeah, and I, and I think they will. You know, that, mm. that's that stale, pale male um, historical, mm. you know, decision making has to stop and make, just get with the times, you know, like you've got to catch up. And, and yeah. if you don't, you're going to miss out. Beautiful. Beautiful, Kimmy. Not only the international game, you, uh, domestic cricket has also been uh, had some money raised and, and been thrown at it as well on the domestic side of the game. They, they had base salaries of three k, $3,000 for a base salary. Now they've gone up to close to twenty k. So that's a huge, huge difference. Mate, if, if, you want, if you want to have a look at who's done it well, look at basketball. Mm. 
you know, basketball in New Zealand, from where it was this time last year to where it is this time this year, is chalk and cheese. You know, they've got they've got a women's competition up and running. They're getting paid. They've brought people back from the the ANBL. They've got mm. international players coming back to support it. They're getting it on TV rights. Their pathways are growing. You know, court kings are building courts all around Auckland and New Zealand. It's taking off. Yeah, you know, and that's what I mean. The potential is is absolutely awesome if they can get this one right. Yeah, you did right. You did right, Kempi. And someone that's going to get it right today when he races around the Cambridge Synthetic yeah, is Sam Weatherly. And he's going to get Kempi and Izzy paid later on, maybe even Kez, because no doubt he's heard the heard the multi at the start of the show. And, well, he might have followed suit. But anyway, Sam Weatherly, we're going to have a chat to him. He's a leading jockey for our New Zealand jockeys, and uh, he'll be on the show shortly. Stay tuned. <laughs> Stop paying too much. Get 10% off the Nivea deodorant range at Chemist Warehouse. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SENZ. Yes, time to talk some racing. Wednesday, Phillips. Hopefully this man will get the job done. Wednesdays during winter mean one thing in racing. A reprieve from the heavy tracks and a trip to the synthetic. Today we're racing at Cambridge Synthetic and one of our country's leading jockeys, Sam Weatherly, looks like he might be able to get, have a great day and he's on the line now. Morning, Sam. Yeah, good morning, boys. Thanks for having me on. Oh, thanks for being up nice and bright and early, but no doubt you would have been up a lot earlier than this, mate, enjoying the track work at this time of the year, nice and cold on the limbs. Yeah, for sure. Very, Actually, very wet in our, in our area today, so... Um, not a bad morning to be inside. Beautiful, mate. Well, let's talk about today. We, we've spoken about this at the top of our show. Uh, big day at Cambridge Synthetic. You've got a few uh, racing throughout the the, the, the the day's meeting, mate. You you're confident? Yep, yep. There's a couple of um, nice ones there that, that look like they have the um, almost have their their, their chance to um, put their best foot forward and 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 should be competitive today. So. Looking forward to getting there later on. What are they? What are they? Um, so uh, there's a couple of a couple of the dead um, race two. La Valacita. She won won well there last time, and and she really uh, likes the synthetic. She's trialled well there before, and um, yeah. look, she's she's drawn a nice gate. There's plenty of speed in the race. Uh, she's got to be competitive again. She gets another run in, in rating 65. So that's. There's a lot of ticks there. And then um, I, I think probably um, my best ride of the day comes in the race after, which is uh, Capistrano Rocks, also trained by by Dad there. Um, she's a lot better than her form suggests. She's had a lot of little mm. niggly issues. And um, I think it's I think if she can get a nice run from – she's drawing a little bit wide, but if she can get a nice run, um, she should be winning today, I, I think. Well, if she can feel the vibes of the SENZ stu- uh, studio, Sam, she's halfway home because the boys are on. <laughs> they're they're, they're chahooing in here about that uh, that form that you've just given. Hey, I've always wondered, Sam, about the synthetic tracks. Is it like a, you know, how the athletes get onto the um, the stadium and, and running on the rubber mats? When you're a jockey, can you feel the difference in those synthetic tracks? And can you tell us what it's like? Um, yeah, it's a... It's it's obviously a little bit different. Um, some horses love it, some horses hate it. It's mm. um, it's it's very hard to compare to a 
look, it's great at this time of year because you go from a, a heavy 10 track when you're going up and down in the one spot and you're covered in mud to getting there on a Wednesday and, and um, they really fly on it, you know, and, and um, you actually enjoy the day. So, um, some, as I said, some horses really enjoy it. Some horses hate it. They can't. They seem. They can't seem to really um, stretch out. But uh, it's got its place in New Zealand racing. That's for sure. Yeah, beautiful, mate. Of course it does. Because down here in Christchurch, that's where the other uh, record and synthetic is. It is horrible weather at this time of year. Cold and miserable. So horses and jockeys will be enjoying it, mate. I'm gonna ask you about the relationship with uh, your dad. You know, I couldn't think of anything worse. My dad on the <laughs> sidelines screaming at me and telling me what to do. So that relationship, mate, is it is it pretty good? Yeah, very good. Um, he's 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 like my best mate actually, and and yeah, um, so that's good. We've sort of I ride work from every every single day, and um, it's a real family affair. Our, our business, like uh, actually, my sister, Brian, she's sort of near on. <laughs> Near on, well, she thinks she does, but she near on runs runs the show there. So, so um, you know she does, Sam. Yeah, she 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 does. She's worth her worth her weight in gold. And then we've got um, always got fun there in the background who who does all the books and and um, she's always she's probably the only one that does. Oh, her and Brian give me a tune up. So, um, yeah, dad dad's pretty pretty calm and pretty subtle, and he he never really says too much and. Um, because he knows what it's like. He's been out there and done it before. But, um, yeah, I've just really got to worry about Mum and Bri there. They they always sort of, if I do something wrong, they're the, they're the first to tell me anyway. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know the saying, Sam, behind every man is a better woman. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> go, out, go out and buy them some flowers, your sister and your mum today. They're doing a fantastic job. What's what's your horizon look like, Sam? Like, What's the future hold for Sam uh, Weatherly? You've got some big races coming up because there's something you're looking forward to in the spring, the Livermore, something you can tell us, let the cat out of the bag? Yep. Um, so pretty obviously pretty quiet at the moment, just trying to trying to get through, really. Um, everyone's sort of going on holiday, but I, but I sort of give that a bit of a miss because I was in an Aussie for a little while there, so I sort of took that as a, um, I probably had a little bit too much time off over there, so just sort of battling through and, and, and getting through into the new season, but excited to get down to Hawke's Bay, uh, hopefully we can get Marley Ston down there, and the, um, he'll go to the Triple Crown down there, and, and he's got to be competitive, he's a very good horse, so uh, looking forward to getting, getting on him and getting down there. Beautiful, mate. I can picture a big summer with Sam Weatherly, like a little Dark Destroyer moment, mate. I can understand why you took a wee break, because, well, you got paid after that Group 1 win, so well done. Well done, mate. <laughs> no, thanks, thanks so much. All good, mate. Hey, appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your uh, wee tips for today. Go well. I'm back in you. I'm on, so hopefully I don't stop you, mate, but good luck. <laughs> nah, beautiful, boys. Enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah, you too. Sam Weatherly, champion. Capistrano rocks. Race three is his best bet of the day. He reckons his best chance to win. If you want to have a wee follow in, please gamble responsibly. R E D. I like anyway. it. I like Good. it. I like how he gave his mum his mum and his sister. He was going down a rabbit hole then. Did you notice that? <laughs> yeah. He was going, you know, I just really want to want to thank you know, my sister and well, yeah, well, she thinks she does. And, and you can see him going down and he goes, No, no, she does. They're probably sitting next to him, mate, just giving his little ear a twig, you know. Just you know it, Sammy, come on. Yeah, yeah. Well remember remember we're listening and we always get the last say, as everyone's knows. Uh your mum's and your sisters, your biggest critics.
Well, my dad was my biggest critic, so that's why I couldn't understand it. But hey, Dad, love you. I know you'll be listening. And well, you made me play harder, mate. You made me play harder because I don't want you to be yelling at me. Anyway, loved it. That was Sam Whitley. Uh, great chat with him. Coming up, my bomb squad. I'm going to be talking all things Irish Tess. Take two. Izzy's bomb squad. 2012 was the last time we held an Irish series on home shores and Saturday night was reminiscence of that first game at Eden Park, a blowout scoreline. The All Blacks running an absolute clinic and like that year in 2012, the All Blacks unveiled another monstrous winger that will wreak havoc for years to come. The signs look ominous for young Leicester, Flying Anuku. But the reason I'm writing this piece is not for a simple fact to pump the All Blacks tyres up after an emphatic Test 1 win, it's quite the opposite. Like I said earlier, we punished Ireland in week one and travelled to my hometown, Christchurch, the following week with my head held high. I'd put on a personal best performance at Eden Park. Everything I touched turned to gold. It was a night I would remember for a very long time. I got comfortable. I thought everything that had happened the week before would happen again. I thought I was invincible, and if I'm completely honest, I thought I was too good for the Irish. These are the thoughts going through my head. Little did, I, little did I know my worst dream was waiting for me. Kickoff and a horrible performance to boot and a yellow card in the last 10 minutes nearly resulted in Ireland's first win in New Zealand and ever if I wa- and if it wasn't for DC kicking a drop goal in the dining minutes, I probably wouldn't be here today. I got comfortable and I, let's be honest, I thought my shit didn't stink. Now, I know that my brothers will be preparing for the bounce back from the Irish, and I hope they prepare better than I did back in 2012. But for this, and th- but this is for our fans. This will be different. This will be closer. And this will be our biggest test of the tour in Dunedin. There you go, Kempi, a bit of honor. Oh, I love it, myself. mate. I love the humility. <laughs> I love the humility, brother. Like, basically saying, yeah, I'll give myself an uppercut. Well done, Izzy. Myself an uppercut, mate. I got comfortable and I didn't prepare the same the following week. And, well, I had a horrible performance and nearly cost us uh, our first loss in Dunedin. La- a yellow card in the last 10 minutes. And lucky for DC, he kicked the drop goal to win the game. There you go. Colin Mansbridge coming up. Crusaders CEO. We're going to talk all things stadium. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on SCNZ. It's just after 8 o'clock Wednesday, the 6th of July. We're in the middle of a big week. Warriors are home. Big day today. We touched on it earlier. New Zealand cricket, pay equality, pay parity, 
You know, the women's getting the same as the men's selections, and uh, it's great to see. Huge, huge shame for New Zealand cricket. $4,000 ODI, 2.5K for a T20. Same match payments matching the men, and also the base salaries have been pretty much doubled. So big day for women's cricket and uh, and men's cricket as well and uh, in the other code. We've also talked about the Warriors. A few messages on the temper bed post text machine about the Warriors. But before then, we spoke to Sam Weatherly. He's racing today at Cambridge. And if you've missed that, he gave us his best race, his best horse of the day. Do you want me to tell you? Uh-uh-uh. You're going to have to go over to Sam Weatherly on the Izzy and Kempe for Breakfast podcast and have we listen to that. And you'll get his best horse of the day. And you might get a wee Wednesday fill-up to boot. How good would that be? All right, Kempe, you're going to read a few messages before we get off to Colin Mansbridge to talk about the Christchurch Stadium. Quick one. I attended the Wellington Sports Awards last night. That is from Michael Holdsworth. Yeah, Michael, and, cheers. And Grant awesome. Batty, mate, got inducted into the Hall of Fame, I think it was, down there. He's one of my legends that I used to watch awesome. when him and, him and uh, Brian Williams used to be on the wing. I used to stay up, well, try to stay up when I sold those milk bottles with all my lollies and watch <laughs> Grant Batty run around. I've never seen a small bloke with so much um, money, mate. You know, he never took a backward step. I remember watching some footage of him running into a fight when the All Blacks had one from about 50 metres away and launching himself over the top of a ruck. Jeez, that must have been funny to watch. <laughs> Grand Fanny, the great Grand Fanny inducted into the Hall of Fame. Who were the other biggest uh, winners of the night? Michael, flick us another message. Who else was, uh, you know, congratulated throughout the night and, and well, recognised their contribu- ah, contributions to sport? Another one, talking a bit more about the league, MP. This is quite good, actually. It got me thinking. Do you, do either of you think you could leave your children in another country while you played footy? The kid is 19 and has a number of rumours swirling around his personal life. Give the kid a break and look and look at well-being. If the Warriors release him because of his well-being on compassionate grounds, it shouldn't be shadowed on by the media. Fans can be disappointed, and time will reveal the truth when the club feels that Reese is ready to share his reasons for his well-being. Um. I could never have left uh, my family and, and gone to another country and uh, for a very long period of time. A lot of athletes have done it. Matt Todd has just done it for four months. Um, he's been over and, and uh, you know been there and, and spent time in Tokyo. He's got four young kids, so he was able to do it. But for me personally, no. Everyone is different. Uh, but in saying that, I would have just moved my family with me. I would have just taken my family with me, knowing that I've made a commitment and... Um, you know, man of my word, and I want to go over there and, and do everything possible. But look, if it does happen, this is only rumours at the moment circulating. Time will tell, wouldn't it, Kempe? Yeah, that's right. And and that's right. It's not COVID situation. You sign a contract to come to New Zealand. You, you must have talked about that with your manager when you signed that contract. So um, I was the opposite. As he used to leave my family at home so I could go and get do the pre-season and get stuck into the season before they came back. So my head was in the right space. So uh, everyone, everyone's different. Everyone's different. Yeah. yeah. I take that point. Everyone. Yeah, everyone's, everyone's different for sure. Like, yeah, I could have left them for a couple of weeks. Like, a couple of weeks break's not bad, eh, Kempi? A couple of weeks break, but not a couple of months. <laughs> not a couple of months anyway. Because I'll bloody lose the pot anyway if I'm by myself. This this man knows our next guest. He's probably had to deal with me over the last couple of years, but only for good reason. Colin Mansbridge's time for talking is over as we wait for a decision to be made on the future of Christchurch's new stadium. By next week, we should know whether our patients will be rewarded with action or further uncertainty, please 
Please, please. Crusader CEO Colin Mansbridge shares my belief that despite the ballooning costs, it's time to start to build and move on. Colin, good morning. Morena, Izzy, how are you, mate? Oh, very good, very, very, very good, Colin. Um, yeah. So yesterday was the final day to to share your thoughts on, online for the Tikaha um, build. Am I right? That, that's right. Yeah. Closed at midnight last night was the um, the, the public consultation process. So yeah, all, all over and done. Now we just have to wait till the 14th. A bit of analysis of the results, and then 14th um, council your, meets to make the decision. What's your gut feel? Colin, what's your gut feel, mate? Uh, are we going to get this done, mate? Tom is... Mate, this has been well, 12 I, years. <laughs> we should have had a new state yeah. already. <laughs> I, I've been having a look at some of the public opinion polls. Uh, stuff. I've got one, and I, I've been mm. sort of do, doing our own work. And my sense is it, it started off uh, at the start of the consultation about 70, 30 in favour, and um, and I think it's probably stayed around somewhere between 60 and 70 percent in favour as the consultation feedback. So, so councillors will now have a decision to make as to whether that's enough for them uh, to make the call. There's some who have been really clear on what their positions are. There's a couple that uh, have been less clear. Um, I, I think that's enough of a mandate to keep going. I think there's a bit of frustration and. And the, really, you know, if you, if you go back from here, then I could see another decade happening. So I think there's enough of a momentum to keep going, Izzy. So basically, from what I'm hearing, this is a vote from the public, but the final vote isn't the final decision. The, the council has the final decision in the end. Am I right? That, that's right. So council <sighs> meets on the 14th of July. This is actually, this is what was, this process is called consultation that was required because of the cost blowout um, when the, the, the design and development company turned around and said, right, here, here's, here's an extra 50, 150 million given what's happened with steel prices, et cetera. So the council then said, right, before we make the final decision uh, on the 14th of July, we need to go and consult with the public to see what their opinion is, which they've now done. And then when they've got that information, it helps them make the final decision. If they agree on the 14th of July, Essentially, they sign a contract with the consortium that's being led by Bessex Wattpack, and uh, by the end of July, and then it's all go. From that point on, the, the build um, starts, um, and they get past the design phase. So, so yeah, this was this was a requirement, a legal requirement, or advice that the council had that suggested that they did need to get final feedback from the community. Mm. Hey, Colin, so your feedback, uh, what you're saying is the contracts will be signed in July, and, and building will start uh, soon after. That's right, Kempi, yes. So the, the, the process is that um, the, the, they always were going to be signing a contract around this time. Uh, the first part of the process in the last two years has been what they call a pre-construction services agreement with council. So basically, what does the site look like, doing all the site remediation works and then doing the design, which is costing sort of 50-odd million to get to that point. And then they've put in front of council a final design, which... Is fairly fixed cost. There's a couple of elements that are still variable, but substantially it's fixed cost contract. And so they put that in front of the council, and that's the 680 million that we're talking about. Council now has to decide whether to sign that contract or not, which is essentially what they're doing on the 14th. Wow. Wow. Bureaucracy gone crazy by the sounds of it. <laughs> Just get the contract signed and get the, get the bill done. I've got a question about Rugby League Park, which was handed to you guys 
um, through the earthquake so that so that the Crusaders could house themselves there. What happens to Rugby League Park? Does it go back to the Rugby League Fano, the Canterbury Rugby League down there, or do they join in this in the uh, rebuild of the stadium, which becomes their, I guess, their home along with you guys? So there's two things. Is they they currently base themselves at Napunawai, which is a council-owned facility uh, out in Hallsville Way. They they currently base themselves there for training and some matches. The, um, uh, the, the what's now called Orange Theory Stadium will revert back to council, um, and they'll probably sell that off. It'll be surplus to their requirements. But Rugby League will also that they've been part of some of the design workshops that we've all been in. Um, so Rugby League, uh, Rugby Union, uh, football, uh, hockey, and any other sort of uh, rectangular field sports have all been involved in that design process. So we'll all be, um, we'll all be venue hires of the mm. new stadium uh, uh, or multi-use arena when it's built. But, the, um, but, but they'll also continue, I think, to house themselves at, at Ngāpunawai. And Colin, this is this isn't just about rugby, and I think that's that's the biggest point we're going to make at, at the start of this. Is this is a multi-use facility. So, what are the other franchises or, or other industries that will really benefit from having a new stadium in Christchurch? There's actually the, the, the whole thing about having a, a roof on it, as he was that it was mm. a roof that was required to make it a multi-use arena. So, frankly, if we're building a footy stadium. You could build one with a drip-line roof, and you could probably do it significantly cheaper, and yeah. and you, you'd get reasonable capacity in. And yet, yes, it wouldn't be uh, um, covered, and it wouldn't be as as good as four bar for players to play on, but it would still meet the requirements of a footy stadium. But what at the very start, this whole project was designed, uh, you know, ten years ago, basically designed in mind with this concept of multi-use arena, and this is the first of its type probably in the world that's had this multi-use um, uh, sort of perspective all the way through the design phase. Four bar, you can do multi-use, but it was never designed as a multi-use arena like this one. Um, Venues or Tatahi are telling us that, that they would that, that they expect something like 200-odd events per annum uh, to be budgeted to attend the, the venue you know, when it's fully operational. So rugby union would probably occupy 15 of those so that'll give you some idea of all the others which are things like concerts they've talked about mm. esports they've talked about um it, it, uh, they do beer varna in, in wellington so you know community events like that which you could actually host at the whole venue and um and and use up more than just the field there'll be suites that they can use for corporate um they'll be but the one i always think about is crusty demons filling the place um you, you know doing in the middle of the, the thing. So I won't be doing that, Colin. I won't be doing that, mate. Broke my foot. Broke my foot riding one of those bloody motorbikes. I'll stay Multi, away from that, mate. Multi-purpose, eh, <laughs> hey, Colin? Multi-purpose got to pay for itself somehow, and the sooner mm. they get on with building it, we're going to stop paying the bureaucrats their salaries um, and put the money to good use. But, hey, Colin, I'd be uh, remiss of us not to ask, just what are you thinking post-World Cup? All right, the All Blacks win it. Are you resigned to losing Razor? Um, I think that there'll be a time, there's going to be a time, Kempi, and the time probably is World Cup, um, be it either, um, he's contracted 324, but with an out clause. Mm. Uh, we would like him, to, uh, you know, I'd like him to stay on for about another decade if we could convince him, <laughs> but uh, um, we might we might twist Jane's arm 
Um, I think they like their new place out in Sumner, so we might twist Jane's arm to see if she could uh, oh, get him to stay. Boss, but mate, so you're ninety percent there. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, but uh, frankly, I think um, I think it would be remiss of him from a career perspective not to look after himself. So if, if it's not the AB's job, I think he's got to go and, and do something else. And and we're resigned to that, but um, we we don't give up hope, and we just keep trying to twist Jane's arm. Oh, I hope not. I hope we don't lose them to, to our country and lose them offshore. Can't picture them over there sitting at the helm at Twickenham Stadium. Oh, that would be a horrible sight there, uh, Colin, mate. Hey, uh, quickly, before we let you go, if this gets turned down, if this gets turned down and we lose this opportunity, will we be able to come back and, and get the conversations going? This budget will continue to blow out if we don't just start this thing, surely. I, I think... If I listen to some of the other people that are making commentary about it, is he, they're, they're, they're starting to say, well, we need a rugby stadium, we need a sports stadium, do we need all of this and do we need all of that? I think we're going to end up with a venue of some description. Um, it's probably going to take an extra couple of years. So, you know, frankly, it's probably two decades before we're playing footy in a permanent home. Um, but I, I think everybody knows that we cannot, um, we, we cannot leave Christchurch Unhold. Also, he's such an amazing place now, and you get into that central city, and it's pretty neat. The problem is, it's just not got something to bring those other things. Tapai's doing a good mm. job. There's a, a few conferences started to arrive in town, but it, we need that multi-use arena in there. We we, we need something. So, uh, if we delay, um, frankly, I think we're going to be talking two decades rather than one and a half. Two and um, but th- there will be something. It just um, fifty-four. It, 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 <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be watching Razor. We'll be watching Razor break dance with a Zimmer frame. Oh, <laughs> oh not where somebody is currently doing at the moment. Then, so. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he's he's mate, He's a champion bloke, and we've we've had him on the show this year. He was like, he like you. He was very transparent and honest, and we love that here on the mm. Izzy and Kimby for breakfast. Colin, thanks for joining us. I just got one quick one for you. We have the biggest supporter of the Crusaders that we have to sit with every single morning and Louis Herman Watt, I want to put a uh, proposal together for Huey to be an honorary life member and free <laughs> membership to the Crusaders for the rest of his life. Can you can you work that out? Uh, I, and we've got a seat for him as well, I think. I won't tell you where it is, but we've got a seat for him. So, yeah, yeah brilliant. <laughs> he is a diehard fan. There's two tell, of them on this show. Hey, hey Colin. the Crusaders. Colin, I'll tell you what, I walk into his house and the first person I see, look at me, Richie McCaw. The second, Dan Carter. All right. <laughs> <laughs> He's Crusaders and, through and, and through. Somewhere. There must be an Izzy Dagg in there somewhere. <laughs> he is, yeah. mate. He's here every single morning on our, our show. Hey, Colin, thanks for joining us this morning. That was great, mate. We Look, we want the stadium built. We're supporting it uh, as much as we can on this show. And uh, we look forward to talking to you again. Thanks for coming on the Izzy and Kippy for breakfast. Cheers, Bang, there yeah. you go. Hey, Iz, I thought he said they're signing the contracts, they're getting ready for the build. What's your thoughts? Yeah, mate. Honestly, I think, oh, look, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, mate, but, man, they just need to get it done. And he's, mate, he's detailed, he's honest, doesn't beat around the bush, just an absolute top bloke. I love Colin, mate. He's coming. Like, you got to understand, when Hamish React, the, fo- uh, the former Crusader CEO, passed the baton on, mate, Hamish was just cruising. He had a cruisy time. Colin mm. comes in, straight massacre down in Christchurch, had to change the full name. Uh, you know, just an event after an event. Like, he just had his back against the wall. 
every single week. I was just like, man, you've left your your, your bank job. You've just come into a full. Oh, look, I like him. Boys job. Mm. Yeah, I like him. I think he's. I think he's a good bloke. You know, he's. You know, he's just so so transparent. Like you ask him a question, and he just answers mm. it, mate. That's so refreshing. Yeah, two decades, Kempy. Two decades for this thing to be built, mate. I'm thinking maybe twenty twenty. Eight or potentially be. Hey, that's two. Uh, that's two players' lifetimes. That's that's like having Izzy Dag and your son playing, mate. Before your mm. your your grandson plays, probably is the next bloke who's going to play on a stadium. Yeah, yeah. Look, obviously it's that's scary. Uh, uh, <laughs> 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 oh, mate, that is scary. Oh, well, that, that don't say that, Kim. That is real scary. You've got me having shivers now. I'm shaking in my boots. You know. <laughs> Oh, what do we got coming up? We've had a good day, Kempi. Oh, fun, mate. Superb. <laughs> superb. And Louie, even though he's sick, he's listening to the show. He's given us a pass mark. So that's the main thing from our, our boy, Louie Herman Watt. Um, had to throw that in there, though, didn't I, eh? Had to yeah. get him the life membership. I can't wait to see the seat they've got for him. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> he's a gem. My dad's messaging. Sorry. Kempi. Yes, Israel. You sort of answered why so much yelling was needed yourself. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you a short story. I'll tell you a short story. My mum was like your dad. Yeah, so I flew, yeah. I flew over to England, mate. We're playing at Leeds. And I basically just said to him, mate, look, I'm, I never met anyone. I said, look, can I, my mum come with you up to the box. I said, mate, you're going to have to just tell her to be quiet. So I finished the game. I could hear her, mate. I was playing. I could hear her through. You know what? That's like through an English crowd. Unbelievable. <laughs> I get into the. I get into the tent. We had this marquee after after match. My mum's owned it, mate. She's got the. She's got the table, the leaner, the beers. They got the whole crowd going, singing songs, and they they looked at. I walked into the middle of it and gave her a kiss, and the, and they were the sponsors. They went, "Is this your mother?" <laughs> I went, "Yeah." You obviously met her, you boys, and it yeah. was just, mate. You, that's that. The supporters, the worst ones, mate. Are your parents. Uh, beautiful. You're right on the money, Kimpy. You're right on the money. My mum, oh, she was so loud. And every time I had a horrible game, I'd come in, she'd go, well done, son. Good game. I'm like, hey, mum, did you even watch my dad? You'd be like, no, nah, no, nah, he was hopeless, dear. He was hopeless. Move on. Move on to the next one. Anyway, that was Colin Mansbridge. Well done, Kimpy. Great questions. We've got a few texts coming through on the uh, text machine. We'll get to those shortly. Wow. It is firing up. Anyway, we're going to get uh, catch up with Paulie Mwati for our TAB Live catch up shortly. Things with the Quest Nutrition range now 15% off at Chemist Warehouse and Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepaid plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Yeah, it's time for a TAB Live update. Bet live and your favourite sports with the TAB app today, and we've got Paulie Mowate on the line. Morning, Paulie. Morning, Izzy. Morning, Kempi. Hey. Morning, mate. There you go, Paulie, mate. Good to be home. You, you you finally recovered from your big weekend. Yeah, it's always good to be back in your own bed. I appreciate that, <laughs> mate. Does Blake yeah. Ashford actually put his hand in his pocket when he when he when he's spending the day with you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd rather not comment on that. Thanks, Kimpy. <laughs> there you go, mate. He's as tight as those boys in the kitchen, Joe Bell, I think. So anyway, what do you got for us today, Kimpy? Ah, Kimpy Paulie. <laughs> oh, just having a look at the early money on the second test between the All Blacks and the Irish. Uh, the biggest bet so far on 
The All Blacks, a $1,000 bet at $1.13. Biggest bet on the Irish, uh, an $1,100 bet at $5.75. And once again, uh, I saw a number of Irish supporters out and about uh, over the weekend, uh, and I can understand where that money's coming from now because we've got a significant liability already on Ireland to win the second test at 5.75. So uh, even though they were... Uh, fairly well beaten in that first test. There's still a wee bit of confidence out there uh, with those Irish supporters, and they have backed the Irish rugby team to once again uh, go well in the second test. I'm also having a look at the Cambridge Synthetic uh, track today, and I may have found one for you boys. Race one, number five, Bloom, trained by Stephen Marsh, ridden by Michael McNabb. Uh, that, that has been the best-backed runner in race one, at the Cambridge Synthetic Track today. Number five, Bloom, 360 into $3.30. Oh, someone knows something, Paulie. Yeah. Someone knows something. Hey, just tell me, Paulie, we've got Origin coming up. Who's the outright favourite? Are uh, you talking in terms of the odds or in terms of where the money's going? Where's the money going? Where's the money? New South Wales. New Ooh. South Wales. Uh, they have been back there uh, to win the third state of origin match uh, and come back from 1-0 uh, down to take the series 2-1. So that's where wow. the money's going at the moment. Still a, bit, still a few days away, but they're currently $1.68 New South Wales. Queensland, two fifteen. Always a tough job heading into Queensland and picking up a win for the boys in blue. Yeah. But uh, I guess they, they're very, very... Um, they were dominant in that second state of origin match. Uh, and if they can sort of carry that sort of form into the third match, we'll go a long way towards winning uh, the series. So, yeah, New South Wales, $1.68. Queensland, $2.15. Beautiful, Paulie Moate. New South Wales. I think uh, Queensland have won their last five deciders in Brisbane. So it'll be, they'll be going into it with a lot of confidence. Thank you, Paulie Moate. We'll chat to you tomorrow. That was our little catch-up. Bet live on your favourite sports. Download the TAB app today. Please gamble responsibly R18. Let's hear from Aroha for the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Yes, thank you Aroha once again for the news. Boys, how awesome was that to catch up with Colin, obviously the CEO of the Crusaders. But listen here, the, the biggest takeaway for me wasn't actually the stadium itself, but Colin's thoughts on Razor Ray breakdancing. Uh, if we delay, um, frankly, I think we're going to be talking two decades rather than one and a half. And, um, but th- there will be something. It just... Um, It'll be 54. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be watching Razor. We'll be watching Razor break dance with a Zimmer frame. Oh, <laughs> oh not much worse than what he is currently doing at the moment. Then. Yeah, absolutely love it, boys. I'll tell you what, I uh, it was bittersweet for me watching him uh, break dance at Eden Park. But uh, I know as he gets behind it, and as we've seen his little uh, jazzy moves behind him, ooh, ah, 
Razor Reed. Ooh, uh, Izzy Dag as well. Love it. Hey, boys, quick little uh, quick little headlines. Huge shout-out to the Black Six Woman this morning. Uh, upsetting the world number four, England, 3-1 at the World Cup, which is just an absolutely outstanding result. Two goals for Katie Doerr and some key final saves by defender Francis Davies. So they're unbeaten so far at the Hockey World Cup in Amsterdam. So come on, get in the Black Sticks. And, boys, how cool is this? Our good mate Ollie Sale last night was named Wellington Sports Personality of the Year. How good's that, boys? We Great. saw a text there from uh, from Michael from Wellington saying he was there, and uh, yeah, yep. so how good for that? Shout out, Ollie. Awesome. Ollie Sale, the the goalkeeping magician, and yes, Michael Holdsworth sent the message through about Ollie Sale. Personality of the year. So thanks for that little update there, Keza. Appreciate that, mate. And a little highlight here of Colin Rainsbridge. Uh, what is it in his Zimmer frame? Razor Ray, because he's got he's getting his knee oh he's getting his knees replaced, isn't he? So he's yeah, he's getting his knees replaced right now, I'm pretty sure. So he'll be on a Zimmer frame at home, just demanding orders, barking orders to Jano. Hey? Mate, he signed, yeah. he, signed, he signs for England and he'll be buying a V8, one of those little V8 red buggies <laughs> that you drive around town in. <laughs> he definitely will. He definitely will. We're going to read a few of uh, these text messages, Kempi. Hi, Izzy and Kempi. You got me thinking about my favourite Churchill quote. There we go. This is referencing uh, Kempi's off-the-back fence. Little uh, Churchill quote in his. When a certain lady, Asta, said to Churchill, if I were married to you, I'd put poison in your coffee. Churchill replied, if I were married to you, I'd drink it. <laughs> Cheers, Tim the teacher. Tim the teacher. It's <laughs> oh, brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. You want to read that next one for us, Kempi? Yeah, mate. Here we go. Hey, is, I've heard rumours from a few people that if the council postponed the stadium again, a private consortium would build a stadium on the, is it the corner of Memorial Ave and Johns Road, right by the airport over the bridge. They'll develop Ooh. a shopping centre and bar precinct around the new stadium. Have you heard anything similar? Is your ear to the ground, Israel nah, Dag? I haven't heard that. I haven't heard that, but it makes sense. That's where all the um, circus, when all the circus um, you know, uh, eventers come down here and put on their performance. They put it right there. There's a lot of ground and a lot of land there that they can potentially build on. Look, I hope it doesn't come to us, but it's great to know that there are, are people that are going to potentially take over if it doesn't happen. Another one here, Kempi. There's he been heaps happening on the site of the new stadium in the past couple of weeks. Interesting. I might have to go have a look because every time you drive there, it's just bare land, nothing happening. So at least hopefully there's some diggers down there, even just digging a hole. If not, I'll go take my spade down there and start digging. Mate, the whole of, whole of the town. Well, here's another one from Gig Izzy. I'm really worried that the council is going to say no. And what the hell are we mm. going to do after that? That was from Gig, and it's a disgrace, boys. If it was Japan, the stadium would have been done by 2012. Cheers, John. Yeah, well, we know that. We, we should have get, we should have got them over here fixing our roads up. <laughs> oh, mate, they get things done, eh? You think after the same earthquake at the same time, they've pretty much built a, a couple of new cities by the time Christchurch is only half done. So, anyway, there's another one there about the league. Kempi, just read that one quickly. Yeah, hey, boys, Canterbury Rugby League would be better off trying to go back to Orange Theory. Here's, there's no atmosphere at Napunawai. No one likes playing there. It's yeah. cold and exposed to the elements, but Canterbury Rugby League won't listen and that it's run by a bunch of Muppets who don't care, Mark. Mm. And, yeah, it's, uh, you know, you do have to listen to your people. It's your people that uh, are the ones that come and support the game. I actually thought they were going back. I thought the Canterbury um, Rugby Union were giving it 
and gifting it back in the Same. state, back to rugby league, because it's basically set up for 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 competitions, as we've seen. So, man, I don't mind sitting in a scaffold stadium. It's better than a hell of a lot of the other rugby league grounds we've got around the country. Yeah, I think it's a great. Like honestly, it gets cold, and you know it's battle the elements. But man, it's actually a stadium that's fulfilled its um its role in this in these uncertain times. I think it'd be a great fit for for rugby league Christchurch to go back. It's got uh, facilities here. It's got toilets. It's got place you can set up eatery. It's got a nice little uh you know, concourse area where you can mix and mingle. Get into it. There's a lot of parking around the Addington, so you know parking's always the biggest issue. There's parking there, so. Yeah, hopefully it doesn't just go to waste. Let's be honest, it's going to be operational for 20 years anyway at least, so uh, it's still got its, its use for us anyway going forward. Anyway, appreciate your messages coming through on the Temper Bedpost text machine, double eight, double three, even better. Give us a call before the end of the show. We're only 20 minutes away before we pass the baton on to Ian Stockley-Smith, who no doubt will have a huge show. But before then, before then, we've got a nice little... A little piece for you coming up shortly. Kempi is going to read some nice comments. Some comments. <laughs> <laughs> Kempi's got thick skin. And if anyone's got thick skin, Kempi, he loves having a laugh and just uh, yeah, having a wee stab at, it, at himself. Uh, so we'll come back shortly and we'll have a listen to Kempi reading mean comments. Back shortly. It's now time for this. Tony Kempertine comments. Tony Kempertine comments. Tony Kempertine comments. Tony Kempertine comments. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, and I, as I always remembered, my dad used to say, Hey, boy, don't you cry, all right? <laughs> don't you cry. But Kez has come up with a few favourites, mate. They're, they're going crazy on the uh, on the <laughs> socials, the boys out there. they Obviously, the more we get, the more followers we have, whether they're good or bad. But I just want to read some of Kez's favourites, OK, this week. Here's one. Kemp backtracks and changes his word faster than Reese Walsh will leave the Warriors. Ooh, that one hasn't aged well, has it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's another one. Why is Kemp's words even heard? Dude has no idea at all. Can't even coach. It has plenty to say. <laughs> That's an old one. Hey, come on. Brownie's taking that mantle. Leave me alone. I think my brother sent this one in. I'd go to Matt Lodger's house for a barbecue before I took any advice from Kemp. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Uh, what is this? This is a beauty. This one is this guy on the glass, Barbie, or what? I'm not so sure about this comment from a former coach with a terrible win ratio. One better than, I'm just going to say, one better than Brownie. <laughs> and this one here sends Is Tony Kemp really the best you got? Lay off the poo-arm pork bones, Kempy. They're going to your head. <laughs> hey, I'm going to be eating oh. poo-arm pork bones for a lot longer. And this last one's me best. What a surprise. Luke Skywalker from Star Wars being negative. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Kempy. Oh, Keza. Keza, yeah. Keza comes in, mate, with some of the great ones. Oh, that is so funny. Yeah, mate. Oh. They're, they're all out there, as you know. Lucky, lucky you got thick skin, Lunk. Oh, lucky mate. you got thin skin. You know what? You get the, you get the brain. You know, you get it moving. You get it working. You get it thinking, and that's what it does.
Hey, boys, can I just say, when I was looking for those this morning, I was going through the posts and, you know, there was like 10, 15, maybe eight comments on certain posts. And then I get to the this little graphic card of Kempi saying that the Kiwis would win State of Origin. Yeah. 350 comments. <laughs> and at least 200 of them are just people slandering Kempi. So, uh, Kempi, I've got to give it to you, mate. you got thick skin. Some of those jeepers, I'd, I would be your boy crying. Yeah. Nah, mate, look, people are people entitled to their opinion. They're yeah. like they're like what you carry around between your buttocks. So everyone's got one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, get those coming, mate. That is I love that. I love that. And you are right, Uncle. You got thick skin and it's something that you've taught me since being on this show as well, mate. Don't be afraid to say what you say. Hey Arlo. Who's that? Is that Daddy? Yeah, that was, yeah that that's was mine, Arlo. That's mine. I can't <laughs> wait to get that. I'm going to put it up in my house at home, <laughs> put it in the window so everyone can see that. They'll probably start firing thing bullets at the, at the place. <laughs> oh, we hope not. We hope not, Kempe. There's a lot of that going around. It's bloody crazy around the country at the moment. Uh, stay safe. Stay safe. We've got a f- message on the Temper Bed Post text machine, double eight double three. Boys, they were drilling on the site two days ago. So they're drilling. Tim's right, mate. They've put so much money and effort into the stadium. It'll be stupid to back do a U-turn right now. Oh, mate, you've got to you got to get the stadium in place. Seriously, mm. you have to. Beautiful, beautiful. Well done, Kempi. Kempi reads mean comments. That will be back next week. Have another wee laugh to end our Wednesday. Beautiful Wednesday. Thanks for all coming through. We're going to go away, and we're going to come back, and we're going to catch up for our sleep on it. Thanks to Tempe. Temper with Ian Smith. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.